smooches. On this episode, I am risking it all by going Gaylor on main more than I ever have. I tell Meg, not for the first time, but for the first time in this much detail, all about the maybe love affair between Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss. We'll discuss timelines, lyrical clues, and recent events. If you're a skeptic, this episode is for you. I ask that if you listen, you do so with an open mind and with every assumption of positive intent. Let's get into it. And if you want to follow along, the presentation accompanying this episode can be found at tinyurl.com slash skeptics. Hi, Meg. Hi, Liz. So I'm so excited. Let's get <laughs> let's get a temperature check. Okay. Do you believe that Taylor Swift is queer? Right now, today, before this presentation, in your heart of hearts, do you believe that Taylor Allison Swift is queer? Do you consider it queer if her true love is capitalism? <laughs> do you believe that, <laughs> since we're not in a Chuck Tingler, no, um, do you believe that Taylor Swift has romantic and sexual feelings for genders other than male um i am unconvinced okay i'm like a salt i'm open to it Mm -hmm. but i don't feel like i know enough to say with certainty so does that stand to reason that if you're not convinced that she's queer in general you're not convinced that she was in a romantic relationship with carly elizabeth claus So I have talked to you enough that I feel like there's some pretty compelling evidence there. Okay. So yeah, probably. Okay. So that's interesting to me that you think that the relationship is more convincing than her sexuality. Like Carly may have Mm. been a one-off. Could be. Okay. I haven't, I haven't really heard talk about anyone else. There are a lot of other alleged relationships including um diana agron is another one for which there is a lot of evidence um basically just anyone who looks like taylor swift (laughs) (laughs) well then how do you explain zoe kravitz she's on there she's on Mm -hmm. the roster okay she co-wrote lavender haze and she was no idea taylor swift's covid pod oh okay she actually said that Taylor was her pod. Wow. See, this is, I'm just showing how little I know. Yeah. So this is only going to scratch the surface because as I will say in the <laughs> intro of this presentation. In this essay, I will. <laughs> in this essay, I will be focusing only on Carly and Taylor. Okay. Because getting into Gaylor as a whole is a lot and we don't have time for it other (laughs) other podcasts have done like three four part 12 part episodes um what i will say did a 12 days of kaler where over the course of 12 weeks they went in depth through the timeline so so i had been hearing you talk about kaler specifically recently mm -hmm. and prior to that i had heard you using the term gaylor 
Mm-hmm. And so I kind of had assumed they were synonymous or like maybe one was like more appropriate to say than the other. But so now I'm understanding that there are other potential relationships that yes. people are talking about in the Gayler universe. Yes. I I identify as a Gayler, not as a Swifty. Okay. For reasons that I will touch upon. <laughs> I... um. <laughs> But the Um, relationship of hers that I find most interesting, the alleged relationship of hers that I find most interesting is Carly Claus. Because I believe that Carly Claus is the actual love of Taylor Swift's life and uh, the muse for several albums. uh, Oh, shit. What's what's the Taylor Jenkins read? Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Evelyn Hugo. Yeah. Put a pin in that. Okay, okay. I wish that you all could see this presentation in real time. <laughs> I'm so excited. What do you see? Describe it. Um, well, first of all, it's very beautiful and well designed. It says Kaler for Skeptics, an introduction to the lore and speculation on recent developments. And it's got this like beautiful sort of 70s groovy psychedelic background, pink, orange. They aren't uh, the bi flag colors. I will, I will note. They are the lesbian flag colors. <laughs> lesbian. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay. So when I saw this backdrop on Canva, I was like, "Oh, I've got to use that because um, one of the things that Taylor has been doing a lot is shifting." the color palettes that she uses in her clothing and in her lighting from the bi flag colors to the lesbian flag colors. This in itself is something that Gaylers point out that I'm not a hundred percent convinced about because I'm not sure that she's not just using pretty colors that she finds aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. The trends and aesthetics. But I think that there could be something there more with her fashion than with the lighting that she uses in her shows but i could be convinced so oh my gosh there's animation between the slides so this is what i believe this is the framework that i am working from that you need to know going into this This i believe your theoretical base (laughs) yes i believe that taylor and carly had a relationship that overlapped with carly and her now husband josh and everyone was aware they were in this triangle um when you say everyone do you mean everyone in the triangle was aware yes okay because i believe that carly and josh were on again off again it is well documented that the kushners would not even meet carly until they were engaged pretty much like Mm -hmm. they thought that she was beneath them because she was just a lingerie model Mm -hmm. and not a billionaire (laughs) So, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and also she was not Jewish. She converted when she married Josh. So that was an issue, despite the fact that their other daughter-in-law, Ivanka, was not Jewish. That's right. a whole other thing I'm not going to get into. Okay. I believe that Carly and Josh are really together and that Taylor's not secretly co-parenting their two children. Oh, is that a thing that people believe? Yes. And... I don't necessarily believe that Josh has ever been her beard could 
Josh also be queer? Could there okay. be some kind of open relationship? Maybe. I honestly have not dug into Joshly enough to be sure. There's plenty of speculation about specific men that Joshua Kushner could be in a relationship with, creating a very seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo scenario. Situation, yeah. yeah. Okay. If, it, if it's two and two. Uh-huh. I do not believe that Taylor and Carly are currently together. I just don't. <laughs> I, aren't they, don't they notably have beef? Mm, do they still have beef? After she went to the show, you mean? Yeah, we don't okay. know. I have speculation about that. Okay. I believe that Taylor and Joe Alwyn were a PR setup that turned into a real relationship in some way. I okay. don't believe it was necessarily a monogamous one. And that's pretty much all I want to say about that relationship. Because the breakup has really confused me about them. Okay. Like, you think that it was a real relationship, but that could be friendship, that could be romantic, or you yeah. think it was a romantic relationship? I think their relationship could have been any number of things, like overlapping versions of friendship, contractual, genuinely romantic, open relationship. I could even be convinced that it was entirely PR. Mm-hmm. However, the the tone of the breakup, the way that it's been spun in the media, almost makes me like more convinced that it was a real relationship. Okay. What do you mean by the tone? Just things like the song that she released that had a line that was like, I wouldn't marry me either. Ooh, okay. And how it went from the articles citing anonymous sources saying that it was an amicable breakup amicable breakup to oh joe was really jealous of her fame and he didn't like her going out and then carly or taylor going out with her friends publicly a whole lot more when she wasn't really out and about in social mm-hmm. before then and then like going out to dinner with blake lively and ryan reynolds and then immediately after blake and ryan unfollowed joe on instagram that's like that that could be very orchestrated or could be what happens in a real relationship when the other party does something really messed up or horribly breaks someone's heart Mm -hmm. or in a series of contractual negotiations gone awry in a business relationship that fell apart so i don't know i don't know that we will ever no but i i'm i don't know that i buy in much into the whole body language analysis stuff but just like the way that they were together in public that man never looked happy around her (laughs) and they like were so rarely seen together and i don't necessarily buy that it was because they were so private because she's notably not that private So the question is, did she become that private because of her relationship? And it was just like, that was why they had to get out of the relationship because they were fundamentally incompatible. Mm -hmm. I don't, I love how we've spent like five minutes talking about that when I said that was pretty much all I wanted to say about that because that's a whole (laughs) other can of worms. All right. (laughs) This is just the preamble. Yes. 
While I will focus this presentation on just Kaler, know that there are other relationships with women that Taylor may have been in and that her queer flagging is still present and valid, even if we are wrong about the specific relationships or if she has never had a relationship with a woman. Okay. Because you do not have to justify your queerness with action. It can all be in your brain. Okay. I'm, I'm very looking forward to the second point on this next slide. Okay. So I already said I don't consider myself a Swifty. While I acknowledge enjoying Taylor's music and purchasing it, which is a very recent event, I still to this day have not listened to like her first two albums mm-hmm. because I don't enjoy country music or don't enjoy that flavor of country music specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she has participated in behaviors that are harmful and deserve to be criticized. There are many of them. Two that stand out to me are the Ginny and Georgia incident and then the whole right. Maddie Healy debacle. You can Google them. I think that they're pretty damning. I think that Taylor's really good at speaking out when something directly offends her or affects mm-hmm. her and really bad at speaking out for queer people, a community that at the very least she has claimed solidarity with in the past right. and that at most i believe she's part of okay yeah i hear all that now for the second point there is a pride.com article that's been making waves recently that i think is excellent and i will link that in this presentation speculating about publicly available information about a celebrity particularly one who has invited speculation via easter eggs as part of her brand is not outing someone outing someone would be if you meg came to me and said i'm queer and then i went and told your boss who Mm -hmm. didn't know about it if i had private information that i made public Mm -hmm. we're just speculating about celebrities there are layers to unpack with this the situation would be different with just your average joe or jane who might be queer And that pride.com article that I've referenced talks about the guy from Heartstopper Mm -hmm. who felt that he was forced out of the closet, but it points out that he was forced out of the closet because people said that he was queer baiting because he played someone by, but was seen publicly holding hands with a woman, Mm -hmm. which let's talk about definition of the word bisexual first. Yeah. But second- he was really pushing back on the idea that he was straight mm-hmm. and just being gay for pay. Mm-hmm. Saying like, well, it's not any of your business, but I actually am bi, so fuck all of you. Right. And that's a little different from like saying like, he he's gay, he's gay, he's gay. He needs to come out and say that he's gay. Mm-hmm. And then this is not about... The sexuality aspect of it so much is about Taylor. There's really no ethical way to be a billionaire. Correct. Am I saying that Taylor is a bad person? I don't fucking know. (laughs) Uh Um, I will reference her own lyrics from Antihero. I have this thing where I get older, but just never wiser. I'm all about people learning and growing, even if they've made mistakes in the past. I'm waiting for her to do it. <laughs> I want to say that um, the I didn't have an appreciation for how 
much like the Easter eggs and the like very minute detailed interpretations was like part of Swifty culture. Mm-hmm. And so like knowing that it's not just restricted to speculation about her relationships, it's like pervasive yeah. in the Taylor Swift fandom. I think mm-hmm. that was important for me to know. Yes. You either believe that Taylor Swift is a genius, a mastermind, as she has called herself lyrically, who thinks of everything, everything is a clue, everything is a puzzle, or you think that she is a sweet, innocent baby who was just born and doesn't realize the things that she is doing mm-hmm. that are signaling to queer people. Like, you would think that if it was pointed out once by many people, like, oh, this is a reference to queer history, and that wasn't what you meant, that you wouldn't then do it again. Mm-hmm. And in recent developments, I will point you to that fuck-ass denim jacket that she wore when she went out with Sophie Turner, her ex's now ex. Have you not seen this? No. Oh, my God. Oh, where she... <laughs> Because she looks gay as hell. So <laughs> right? right? That looks like the epitome of I could be a better boyfriend than him. Like, ma'am, you borrowed that from Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> Come to my window wearing this prolonged denim jacket. <laughs> and um, there's this book that I got that was recommended by a TikTok gayler called Closet Cases queers Mm -hmm. on what we wear i'm really looking forward to digging into this but um a lot of taylor's fashion has not been hitting recently with the majority of her fans and it's because it is as hell (laughs) okay Okay. now that some disclaimers are out of the way here is that pride.com article the headline is speculating about celeb sexuality is divisive but also necessary and then it refutes 10 arguments against speculation. It's very interesting. Okay. It's not a long article. It is worth reading. Now, we are going to go through a condensed version of the timeline. If you want to really get into it, there are different levels of full timelines you can get into. You can get into ones that are like just the years, the months. You can get down to the minutes if you want to. Like the girls did their research. Okay. But I did it. I love this embedded tweet. Like, it is so professional. (laughs) 90% of this is going to be Meg just singing the praises of Canva Pro. Just, I just am in awe of what you've put together. Thank you very much. So, Taylor Swift and supermodel Carly Kloss met in 2012, kicking off an epic friendship, or as I will argue, an epic doomed romance. Now, there was this tweet that Carly put out January 17th, 2012. Hey, at Taylor Swift 13, love the at Vogue magazine cover, your kitchen or mine. That is a reference to Taylor saying, I love Carly Kloss. I want to bake cookies with her. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And apparently makeup artists had been telling them for years like, oh, you look just like Carly. You look just like Taylor. You two would be best friends. Uh-huh. I have to assume that that's not just because they look alike but that they had similar vibes okay um i'm using an l.com article as my source for the timeline because it's 
mainstream, so it feels harder to refute than the Tumblr post, but I've got those too. Okay. You can look at those as well. Now, they weren't seen publicly after that 2012 tweet until the November 2013 Victoria's Secret fashion show. Mm-hmm. This is the show in which Carly wore the full sequin bodysuit, which Taylor later wore a version of. Mm-hmm. And the rainbow butterfly wings, which Taylor paid homage to with the lover mural. It's pretty hard to deny the similarities here. True. And there are multiple outfits that Taylor has worn on tour that look like things that Carly has worn on the runway. I love that this photo looks like Carly is grabbing Taylor's ass. <laughs> on the run uh-huh. uh-huh. I see that and then apparently I don't know that I see this but people have said that when she's walking past Taylor and Taylor singing I knew you were trouble Carly points to her and says you're trouble <laughs> so you haven't seen this happen I've seen it but I'm not a good lip reader okay so okay. I can't confirm that that's right I okay. don't know it could be she could be saying that Next, we get to one of the biggest pieces of K-lore, which is referenced often in Taylor's music, the Big Sur trip. Now, what you are seeing on your screen is an image from Taylor's 73 questions video with Vogue. I fucking hate those videos. (laughs) If you see this video, this part makes no sense. There's just a random guy in her backyard reading a book pretending to read a book and he's like hey it's mine and my wife's wedding anniversary what should we do to celebrate and taylor says congratulations and you should take her to big sur it is so distracting from the rest of the video and these videos are all so staged right yeah like you you just know that they rehearse like what parts of the house they're going to walk through when during them like Uh it's very choreographed yes this is like I don't know. This is like neon flashing lights. Like pay attention to this part of the video for me. Where Why would there be a random man in her backyard? I don't know who this man is. I think he might work for Vogue. I'm not sure. I don't. Okay. I know that okay. I knew this at some point. I should have looked it up. I will do further research, but. Okay. She tells someone who wants to celebrate and take his wife somewhere romantic you should take her to Big Sur, mm-hmm. which is where she and Carly went in March 2014. They took a besties road trip during which Taylor played her the entirety of the 1989 album before anyone else had heard it. Taylor revealed this in the Vogue Best Friends interview. Fun thing about the Vogue Best Friends interview. It was recently shared on Vogue's Instagram on Carly's birthday. Then they deleted the post and deleted the video that had been up for years. That's weird. That's suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. Also, this picture looks very date-like. Can you describe it for us? Um. Well, I don't think they're wearing exactly matching the same turtleneck but it's like they're both wearing dark turtlenecks and standing in front of a field and they are um taylor's being little spoon and carly's being big spoon and they're clutching each other a la a prom picture but like 
much more intimate. Like I feel like prom picture implies like a stiffness. Mm-hmm. This is very intimate and almost like an engagement photo. There's no room for Jesus between their bodies. Oh, absolutely not. No, no, no. So this quote is from the Vogue Best Friends interview. They're like spouting off facts about their friendship really quickly, talking over each other. And that's where Taylor says, and we went to Big Sur and I drove and I played her the whole 1989 album before anyone else heard it. Big Sur is going to come up again. So so this video that that quote is from is <clears throat> not housed on the internet anymore? I think that they privated it. At the very least, okay. in the Vogue article, it's no longer available. I okay. cannot tell you for certain that they didn't restore it. Okay. Since it was deleted at some point. Very weird. Mm-hmm. But I assume, having looked at the Vogue article, that the embed would be from YouTube. And right. it said this video is not available. Mm-hmm. But it is out there. You can watch sure. it. Yeah. Now, for the sake of time, we need to speed through the rest of the timeline. They basically were sitting in each other's laps for the rest of 2014 through 2016. Shit got weird and quiet after that. Carly went to the Nashville stop, I think, of Taylor's Reputation tour in August 2018 to try to put the rumors to rest that they were on the outs. By October 2018, she married Josh. She had a second ceremony in June 2019. Taylor did not attend either ceremony because of prior commitments. That's pretty intense. Taylor Swift did not attend either of her best Best friends, friends, like joined ass to ass constantly. Yeah. Because of prior commitments. The ceremonies, one was October 2018, one was June 2019. That seems like plenty of notice to reschedule something. The first one, she was going to Australia on a tour date. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like she could have made the second one. Yeah. Or said something more than prior commitments. Uh Uh-huh. Which is very Mm. cold. Right, right. Now, next up, Taylor releases Lover, allegedly about her happy relationship with Joe in 2019 but follows that up with folklore in 2020 evermore in 2021 midnights in 2022 and those have some of her most heartbreaking songs she tried to write it off with folklore and evermore by very overtly over the top saying that they're fiction and that it's this fictional narrative and saying things like this one's written from the male perspective just over explaining in a way that i find strange sure it's like the whole me thinks thou dost protest too much um and then joe supposedly wrote some of it and like there's a video where um taylor's talking about it and joe antonoff is that his name Jack jack antonoff sorry 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 jack antonoff um goes like lyrics too Damn, and Taylor looks at him like, you're not playing along right. Because <laughs> the way he said it was very much like, shit, you want us to say he wrote the lyrics too? <laughs> so um, for further information on this, please look up Grammy Gate. I promise you we do not have time to talk about Grammy Gate. Okay. Especially since there have been developments since the breakup. 
Okay. Um, and also there were the re-releases during this time. Now, we're going to get into the meat of this presentation. That was all <laughs> preamble. That this was just is, foreplay, baby. That was just foreplay. <laughs> we're going to get into what I find to be the top five most convincing, most damning pieces of Kaler evidence. And I have to tell you that narrowing this list down almost killed me. And number five was a late entrant because I got information via a TikTok that I will share that blew my mind that I had not heard this yet. Okay. So first, we've got daisies. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the part that convinced our friend, other Liz, more than anything else. Because I think most people are like down to down a clown you know mm-hmm. but Liz was really like debating me she was really like yeah making me defend my arguments she's a journalist yeah, yeah I love that I showed her this and she was like that's a little harder to explain <laughs> I I'm just now even realizing the thing with the halo okay we're gonna get into it so at left there's a post from the Big Sur trip of a daisy on a dashboard tagged Taylor Swift. This is Carly Kloss's Instagram and it says best road trip ever. Mm-hmm. Next to handwritten lyrics from Taylor Swift of the song Don't Blame Me that say, I once was poison ivy, but now I'm your daisy with a drawing of a daisy. Does it look similar to you? in position so i had heard you and other Liz talking about this Mm -hmm. and you being like doesn't that daisy look like that other daisy and in my head i'm like yeah they're all fucking daisies like of course they're gonna look alike but now that i'm actually looking at the picture it's like about the positioning Mm -hmm. and the way that like the stem is the that drawing is not how someone would draw a generic daisy Mm mm-hmm So now I'm your Daisy after Carly literally tagged a Daisy with her name. Mm -hmm. And I, Mm. I've looked at this image so many times that I miss this, even though this is a lyric that I think about all the time, right before it says halo hiding my obsession. And she's got wings and a halo over the word halo. Carly is a Victoria's Secret, Secret angel. Yeah, It's very easy with Taylor's background to say like, oh yeah, it's a religious reference or it's a common reference, but she references angels and devils in multiple songs. And I think that it's a Carly reference, hiding in plain sight, which is something mm-hmm. that she references a lot. Halo, hiding my obsession. Oh, Carly and I are just friends. We met on the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Like there's, that's why we hang out all the time. Mm-hmm. See to explain that away mm-hmm. in the song taylor also sings in the background trip of my life because huh. she's like dead ass thought i made it obvious <laughs> who this song was about uh-huh another lyric from don't blame me my name is whatever you decide carly famously <laughs> wrote carly hart's taylor in the sand on that trip but she she was writing in cursive she was probably doing it too fast she misspelled taylor and left out the o taylor Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's in carly's hair in this photo and in the prom photo from earlier that left no room for jesus a daisy Mm -hmm. (laughs) now 
there was also the lyrics in the song hits different which was a track from midnights that taylor buried for months it was only available in the target exclusive cd meg a cd (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-huh freedom felt like summer then on the coast now the sun burns my heart and the sand hurts my feelings in that Vogue best friends interview when Taylor was asked what emoji would represent Carly she said the sun Mm. second piece of evidence the entirety of this Vogue photo shoot (laughs) Vogue is the biggest gayler that there is (laughs) fictionalizing the Big Sur trip it is a fucking lesbian fever dream (laughs) okay this is exactly what two rich white ladies would do if they were like let's go to joshua tree and just like elope Uh i didn't realize that it was intentionally meant to fictionalize their big sur trip Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay the first photo i've shared they're in an airstream trailer taylor is playing guitar Carly is stirring batter. (laughs) They're both in these long flowing dresses. This image is so gay. It is banned in the state of Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's possibly the gayest one of all. (laughs) In the second photo, they're both laying in bed. Well, Taylor's laying in bed. While Carly is behind her sitting up, looking wistfully out the Airstream. There's only one bed in this Airstream trailer. Mm-hmm. If you, you listen the to this podcast. First gay photo. Yeah. If you listen to this podcast, you know what that means. That there's only one bed. And then this last photo that I've included. Mm-hmm. Of them by the Airstream. Be so fucking for real with me right now allison with these white gowns i mean they're really wedding gowns are you kidding me this is couture wedding in the desert of california Uh that is what this is Mm -hmm. it is i need an explanation (laughs) i need an explanation quickly (laughs) okay now i don't know if audio from this would play can you hear that no i can't okay um you can watch the video later and I'll leave it linked in the presentation. But this TikTok video by at lavender.lit connects both the Daisy and the Vogue photo shoot and uncovers another lyrical reference. In Champagne Problems, she sings one for the money, two for the show. I never was ready, so I watch you go. And the headline of the Vogue Best Friends article is two for the show. The thing about Taylor Swift is that so many of her Easter eggs that are gay Mm -hmm. are, there's so much plausible deniability baked into them. Like two for the show. It's a very common phrase, Mm -hmm. right? In light of everything else, I see the connection and it's Mm -hmm. hard to not see it. Now, we're going to talk about real (laughs) estate because when you're talking about rich people, you have to look at the real estate. Right. In an interview with Rolling Stone, the author wrote, quote, Swift leads the way into one of her four guest bedrooms. 
This is where Carly usually stays, she says, meaning supermodel Carly Kloss, one of her new BFFs, whom she met nine months ago at the Victoria's Secret fashion show. There's a basket of Kloss's favorite Whole Foods treats next to the bed and multiple photos of her on the walls. She has photos of Carly in the guest room for Carly? Yes. Nine months after they met, these are both wealthy women and Carly uh-huh. lives. I struggled so hard. I, I'm Googling the wrong things because I was trying to find the distance between their apartments, but they lived from what I've heard previously. Please debunk me if I'm incorrect. They lived like within walking distance of each other, mm-hmm. which I know in New York means something different from us here in the suburbs. Sure. But Carly didn't live so far away that like she needed a guest room to be able to hang out with Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. This is more behavior of like rich people in a relationship who can afford to like have separate bedrooms for their things mm-hmm. and don't have to share. Um, This to me with the nine month correlation, which I just found out about during this presentation, um, reminds me of you hauling. And the famous joke of like, what do lesbians bring to a second date? A U-Haul. <laughs> uh huh. Now, is that the Garden Gate? Cruel summer snuck in through the Garden Gate every night that summer just to seal my fate. Tell me how Joe Alwyn would be able to afford an apartment with a Garden Gate in New York as an actor no one had really heard of. Mm-hmm. He couldn't. But we have visual confirmation of a garden gate that Taylor went in and out of frequently with Carly. To Carly's home? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And we can get into things like, you know, the city. I'm mystified by the way the city screams your name. Carly's literally on billboards in New York. Carly was the one who convinced Taylor to move to New York, as she said in the Vogue Best Friends video and nobody's screaming joe Alwyn. <laughs> yeah i who would, who would I, even spot him he's so milk toast the idea of like i'll never walk cornelia street again if we break up you could say like maybe they made memories at taylor's cornelia street apartment but i think it's more likely to think about someone who she's visibly spent a lot of time with in new york Mm-hmm. now mm. september 2019 well let's go chronologically in order taylor saying you're the west village you still do it for me babe in false god i think it's false god august 2019 september 2019 carly Kloss lists two bedroom west village townhouse for 2.75 million july 2020 Betty, I won't make assumptions about why you switched your homeroom, but I think it's because of me. Mm. I do believe that Folklore and Evermore are fictional, but not in the way that Taylor says they are. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Next, we get to Kissgate. Now, this is a conspiracy theory that I don't necessarily buy into because I think it gives Taylor too much credit when the more likely scenario is that she just dated a piece of shit guy or 
did a publicity stunt with a piece of shit guy, not really thinking that people were going to find out what a piece of shit he was. Mm-hmm. But um, Kissgate happened at a 1975 concert. And some people think that Taylor was trying to make it so that if you Googled Taylor Swift 1975, instead of Kissgate coming up, it would be all about Taylor Swift is hooking up with Maddie Healy from the 1975. I don't know about all that. I feel like she would have done that years ago if she was trying to bury that or just like leave it in the past yeah otherwise who's gonna be even googling that just gaylers and you know gaylerism is becoming more mainstream (laughs) so that could be it maybe there was renewed attention on that could be okay so um I'm sharing a screenshot from a Tumblr post from all my possessions the problem with Tumblr other than I don't know how it works and I can't use it is that <laughs> it leads to it links to tumblr posts that don't necessarily stick around forever mm, so yeah all these references are dead links you could find them elsewhere maybe someone got screenshots that they've saved somewhere other than tumblr but you know i i can only take them at their word that this post exists because i cannot you verify with my own yourself. eyes uh-huh. but allegedly after that 1975 show december 2014 when there's grainy shot in a potato footage that looks like carly and taylor making out at the 1975 show taylor presumably drunk off her ass that night liked a total of 146 posts on what was known (laughs) to be her tumblr account now here's some of the um the captions of the post that she liked Carly Kloss, the Taylor Whisperer. I love you, Taylor. I love you, Kaylor. <laughs> um, Kaylor feels through the roof. She's all over Carly's ass. Uh-huh. I want Taylor to look at me the way she looks at Carly. I think <sighs> that sh- she's all over Carly's ass references a photo that I just saw recently. I'm going to have to dig up the video showing it. Um that was just like they were hugging at an award show but if you look behind like ed sheeran's shoulder or something Mm -hmm. if you look in the gap like taylor's hand is just curled all over carly's ass meanwhile hosier is looking at ed sheeran and fruity femme lexa on tiktok was like this is a renaissance painting (laughs) because there's just so much going on (laughs) now kissgate became notorious because wendy williams talked about it on her show i had to verify this for myself today because i was like i feel like i feel like y'all are making things up i feel like y'all are crazy now in the song question from midnight's taylor sings can i ask you a question have you ever had someone kiss you in a crowded room and every single one of your friends was making fun of you but 15 seconds later, they were clapping too. Mm-hmm. In this video, there is a moment where Wendy Williams asks one thing. And then I start counting the seconds. And 15 seconds later, she says, clap if you think that they were kissing. And the uh, audience claps. Uh-huh. And in the title of the song question, it's question ellipses question mark. And there's a lyric that says, do you wish you could still touch ellipses her? 
question mark. Now, from a literary analysis standpoint, I feel like the punctuation in the title being close to that her is pointing to her as something mm -hmm. of note. It is notable. Do you wish you could still touch her? The whole song question doesn't make sense unless you look at it from the standpoint of when you tell someone one of those, like, put a finger down if you, like... Um, if you ran a red light and then ran into so-and-so and you're telling some very elaborate specific story that clearly is yeah. about you and then at the end you put the finger down that's the vibe of the song question okay okay this video is worth watching although I don't like the implications that Wendy was giving that like Taylor making out with Carly was to shed her good girl image because that is a really shitty stereotype about queer people that it makes them bad and edgy mm -hmm. and then number five is something that absolutely took me out I fell to my knees <laughs> when I found out this one this, this is a jean jacket but not the one we were talking about earlier correct this this managed to displace the performance of dress in which Taylor was serenading Carly and in dress performances in general she says this hand motion that's very much like hourglass figure mm -hmm. when she says there's an indentation in the shape of you now Entertainment Weekly had a cover story about Taylor Swift during her lover area era where she was very much like gay people talk Valentina <laughs> and god if people listen to our podcast 10 years from now, they're not going to know what the fuck I'm saying sometimes. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. So, <laughs> so she's wearing all these pins. Mm -hmm. In the article, there's a close-up of the jacket and all the pins are numbered. And one of those like what's in your bag kind of things. Right. further explanation of all the pins we see pins of her cats we see pins from Grey's Anatomy from the Friends cast Game of Thrones references there are two pins here that are not numbered either individually or as a group of pins okay the first one is a rainbow flag heart mm -hmm. they did not explain that one okay the second one is a tombstone with the words I tried. Meg, can you describe what is on the tombstone? There's a daisy. There's a fucking daisy on the tombstone that says, I tried on the pin that Taylor said I will not be commenting publicly on this one. I said what I said and what I said is gay. <laughs> all right <laughs> now let's sit for a moment let's sit because that was a lot <laughs> let's take a moment let's breathe do you need a drink refill no i've still got a little okay and let's continue we are almost done now recent events what does it mean that years and years after all this mess carly Kloss, fresh off birthing her second baby with josh kushner showed up on the last day of the U.S. leg of the Eras tour. What does it mean that that appearance came at the end of a week that started with Taylor singing Maroon, one of her hardest songs to headsplain, 
on Carly's birthday. What mm-hmm. does it mean that Carly showed up to this performance looking like this? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I I was looking at that and thinking, yeah, she she looks like kind of your classic late 90s lesbian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A power lesbian. There's also this video of Taylor after the show with she's she's walking out from backstage she's waving at the fans who are still lingering she has a glass of white wine she looks very (laughs) happy one of her crew member security assistant someone has another glass of white wine in her hand that's clearly not for her she's not holding it as if it's for her she's holding it as if she's taking it to someone else Mm -hmm. and she's carrying a purse that looks a lot like the one that Carly has in this. Interesting. And that was one of those things that I saw. And I'm like, no, that's too crazy. That's too crazy. They didn't meet up after that. Taylor didn't bring Carly a glass of white wine. They didn't sit and chit chat and yuck it up afterwards <laughs> and have like a private like rendezvous catch up. But what if they did? What would all that mean? I think. I haven't touched on the fact that there is a widely held belief among Gaylers that Taylor was going to come out during the lover era, but because of the master's heist with her sworn enemy, Scooter Braun buying the masters, she didn't want to come out because then people would go back and listen to her old tracks looking for the gay shit and it would be printing money for her sworn enemy. Yeah, that's legit. So there's a belief that she then had to quickly pivot to I'm coming out as a Democrat. Okay. And if you watch the Miss Americana documentary, it's all about that. But there are moments that are very like suspect. Like she's talking to old guy from Panic at the Disco about the concept for the me music video, which came out on Lesbian Vice Visibility Day, by the way. Hmm okay um and taylor's all about dates and numerology and she was talking about you know the video is going to show all these things that make you you and then it's going to show all these things that make me me cats gay pride unicorns so she was saying gaylers often quote it this way and say that she said gay pride makes me me it would be Mm -hmm. more accurate to say that she listed gay pride among the things that make her her It's clunkier, but it's more accurate. It's still harder to explain other than in any way other than her saying gay pride is something close to her because she's proud. She wasn't saying gay allyship, gay solidarity. She said gay pride. Right. And she, as we have already talked about, only really makes statements about things that directly affect her. Bingo. And there's a quote from fucking Vogue magazine again that is off-cited by Hetlers where she says something along the lines of, I didn't realize until recently that I could advocate for communities that I'm not a part of. But Gaylers have debunked that saying, well, she had on a lesser, quieter level advocated for gay people before the lover, lover area era. It was more, you know, you could say she's very 
smart about how she uses language because Mm -hmm. you could say that it was the first time that she was advocating for black queer people for trans people okay and that would count or she could Mm. be lying (laughs) that is a hundred percent possible because human beings lie especially human beings who feel like they have something to lose yes so i think that the reason that carly was at the era store going back to seven husbands of evelyn hugo spoilers for seven husbands of evelyn hugo evelyn only came out when everyone who was caught up in her lies and who had something that they had hidden that they didn't want to come out was already dead there was no one left who could suffer the backlash or get all the questions or all the attention and scrutiny that they would get if she came out right so i think that taylor and carly have to publicly mend fences i i imagine a scenario where taylor's publicist tree tree pain facilitates a call with carly taylor is getting closer to wanting to publicly confirm the rumors how would you feel about that what if we reinstate the friendship that way that might kind of mitigate the backlash when she does come out because then people won't necessarily say that you two were in a relationship because we can sell the, the you know, strained friendship narrative or mm-hmm. the fact that you know things are good it would make sense to bring carly into the conversation because of how closely carly is linked to the queer rumors sure so i and also like just the reception to it it, it, it's, it's a way to get a vibe check, a temperature check. Like, how are people going to feel if Carly comes back into Taylor's orbit? Are her fans going to riot? So that's what I think is happening with that. Now, to finish off, I want to talk about some of the lyrics in three of what I think are her most Carly-coded songs. Gold Rush, okay. Right Where You Left Me, and Hits Different. Hits Different being like the super secret Mm-hmm. one that was on a yeah. target the other CD. one the other ones i was thinking of putting in the hits different spot were dress mm-hmm. or don't blame me but we already talked about don't blame me with the daisy so that is why i skipped that one so there's this photo and a lot of this stuff is not my original analysis but I've been so deep into like, this is all my For You page and has been for quite some time that for a lot of these things, I can't tell you the first place that I heard it. Anywhere that I could tell you the first place that I heard it, I have included that in this presentation. Okay. Um, but in Gold Rush, she sings, I don't like a gold rush. I don't like slow motion, double vision in rose blush, which is a lyric that doesn't totally make sense. Like, I don't know that I would know what she's talking about, but looking at this photo of her and Carly Claus, both in blush pink lingerie at one of the Victoria's Secret shows, not the one where they met, but one later, Mm -hmm. double vision in rose blush, two women who look like sisters, both wearing pink, Mm -hmm. slow motion, the way that you see something 
when you're in love with someone, when you're caught mm-hmm. up in the moment. Slow motion walking toward each other. Um, she also says, everybody wonders what it would be like to love you. Walk past, quick brush, like two people passing each other on a runway and maybe mm-hmm. doing a soft like touch and mm-hmm. grazing each other. The kind of thing that we see when they do these Victoria's Secret fashion shows together. I also thought today, and I've listened to the song a million times, but I noticed something today that I hadn't noticed previously. In one verse, she says, and the coastal town we wandered round had never seen a love as pure as this. I didn't realize that later, the next time she repeats that, she doesn't say the same word. She says, and the coastal town we never found. Hmm. So here are those complete lyrics. And the coastal town we never found will never see a love as pure as it because it fades into the gray of my day old tea because it will never be. She's talking about a love that was and a love that will never be. And Mm. she's talking about it as if she could rewrite the history. That never happened. That coastal town that saw this pure love that we had didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Because what is the point of it having happened if we're not together now? Mm. If it's just a memory that I think about when I'm sitting with my day old tea that I haven't even drunk, presumably mm-hmm. because I'm so depressed. <laughs> I didn't mean that to be funny, but yeah. And there's just lyrics in here that are like, what must it be like to grow up that beautiful with your hair falling into place like dominoes that just don't sound like they're about a cis man to me? No. Mm-hmm. They just don't. Everybody yeah. wants you. Everybody wonders what it would be like to love you. Please, with all the love in my heart, Nothing but respect. No one is feeling that way about Joe Alwyn. No, that's true. So that's that's Gold Rush. The next one I want to talk about is Right Where You Left Me. Now, a lot of people think that this is about Diana Agron, and it could be, because there's one lyric, the glass shattered on a white cloth, that people think references a Jewish wedding. And both Diana Agron and Carly Kloss had Jewish weddings. Okay. So I could see it being either. Taylor sings here about, um, I swear you could hear a hairpin drop, which I didn't know that dropping hairpins is a form of queer flagging. There's an article that talks about the Stonewall riots being the hairpin drop heard around the world. I think uh, that this I also was the, didn't know that. I think this was the first time that Taylor used this, and I can't remember what other song she did it in, but it wasn't the last time. So it's the kind of thing that, like, if that's not what she meant and people thought that, then why did she use it again? Mm-hmm. She says, did you ever hear about the girl who got frozen? Time went on for everybody else. She won't know it. She's still 23 inside her fantasy. The math checks out that 23 is when she met Carly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um breakups happen every day you don't have to lose it which ties in directly to hits different which we'll get to next um here's the no homo of the song i'm sure that you got a wife out there kids and christmas but i'm unaware because i'm right where you left me that's the no homo (laughs) yeah she does this in every song because it's something that people can point to and be like how is this about a woman 
Right. It could still be about a woman if you've got a wife out there, but it's meant for you to think that this is about a heterosexual man. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also like some really intense photos that someone like an onlooker took of Carly and Taylor at a restaurant having a very heated conversation that makes me think of that. I don't know if I'll be able to find that photo, but I saw it recently. Um, I could feel the mascara run. You told me you met someone. Someone in a TikTok pointed out recently that the mascara run could be either party wearing mascara, Mm -hmm. same way that dress could be only bought this dress so you could take it off like you could take it off me or I bought you this dress to mm-hmm. watch. that's true so I cause no harm mind my business if our love died young I can't bear witness I cannot go to your wedding Carly hmm. I can't watch you marry someone else twice <laughs> twice (laughs) yeah but if you ever think you got it wrong I'm right where you left me so that song really bums me out (laughs) (laughs) because it's just so sad like I hate to be sad for a billionaire yeah she can dry her tears because she was money Because she's sad about her breakup with a gorgeous supermodel who she won't publicly claim that she slept with. But it's actually devastating. And then we move on to Hits Different, which was the one that was buried in the Target exclusive deluxe edition of Midnight's CD. Mm -hmm. I have a record player, not a CD player. It would like be less suspect if she'd hidden this on the vinyl right okay so she says i used to switch out these kens i just ghost so kens feels like a bunch of interchangeable men mm-hmm. kens automatically make you think of barbies yes there are a few women who look as much like a stereotypical barbie as carly claus yeah Rip the Band-Aid off and skip town like an asshole outlaw, which calls to mind Cowboy Like Me, another song that people think is incredibly queer. Okay. Freedom felt like summer then on the coast. We talked about this one already. Now the sun burns my heart and the sand hurts my feelings. I slur your name till someone puts me in a car. So you might read that as, I say car, 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 <laughs> I miss car, I just want car. And someone's like, can you get Miss Swift a car? She wants to go home. That's what she's saying. Uh-huh. Some people have told me that that's a stretch. I really don't think that it is. Is, is she the greatest songwriter of our time or is she not? Um, I have an opinion on that. <laughs> Be careful, Meg. Let me take the hits on this one. Let them come for me. Get behind me. Okay. Not me, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Dreams of your hair and your stare and sense of belief. I think that she's obsessed with Carly's shiny golden hair. She got a haircut just like Carly's when they first became friends like she's single white female the shit out of this woman um 
this is the part that people lose their minds about. I'm going to read it the way she sings it. Bet I could still melt your world. Argumentative, antithetical dream girl. Does it sound like she's referring to herself or to the person that she's singing to? I could see it either way. Which way sounds most likely to you? <laughs> Be honest. And you can you can think that it's the way that doesn't support my argument. But I think that it's very intentional that you could see it either way. Yeah. Right. Because she could be referring to herself. Now, I think that it's interesting that one of the bonus tracks she released after the Joe Alwyn breakup, so people think it's about Joe, she refers to herself as a pathological people pleaser, Mm -hmm. which is quite different from an argumentative, antithetical dream girl. That's true. Is Carly known for being argumentative? I don't know. I mean, she has publicly responded to people who have said, like, that she needs to talk to her (laughs) in-laws about their beliefs. And she has said, like, I've tried. Okay. Um, Let's see. And then one of the saddest parts of this song is, I heard your key turn in the door down the hallway. Is that your key in the door? So someone who has had a key to Taylor's place. Maybe someone who had a bedroom in her (laughs) place. Is that your key in the door? Is it okay? Is it you? Or have they come to take me away? Have they come to take me away because I'm crazy? Have they come to take me away to reprogram me? Have they come to take me away because it's it's been enough. It's been enough years. It's been enough albums that I've written about you. Mm-hmm. I gotta get past this. Um, and there's just a lot in this song that to me is like all these Kens were interchangeable but you're different this breakup hits different because it's you there are multiple songs when Taylor talks about a new experience and a first and things that just feel like you know you wouldn't say about a man if you'd been dating all these men true yeah it would have to be like this man was singular in the way that he was Mm -hmm. or could be about a woman and there are so many people out there doing really good really thoughtful analysis of taylor's lyrics including the archers podcast which is no longer going on so they're like just an archive now um but lots of people talk about this with a lot more authority and historical reference and just confidence than I do. But these are things that I have either been told that I find convincing or things that I've picked up on through my listening, specifically looking for gay shit. So now that I've gone through all that, what do you think? There's a big part of me that thinks the same thing that I thought when I started, mm-hmm. which is that I don't. <laughs> that you don't know or you don't care? I don't care enough about Taylor Swift. I do care about the uh, the interest and the effort that you have put into this. Thank you. I still feel that I find Taylor more convincing than Gaylor. Mm -hmm. I guess I think that the thing 
that makes me resistant to saying like, yeah, for sure, this was like a, a dating romantic relationship is that I have had a very close toxic female relationship that really blurred boundaries between friendship and romantic relationship in a unintentional way so like I can see that that could also be the situation here was it unintentional for both parties though no okay then (laughs) (laughs) I rest my case (laughs) okay then just so you're saying it wasn't that there was nothing there it was that there was something there but it was one-sided you know that is a good point that's a very good point I'm just you know an argumentative antithetical dream girl I think that it's likely that they had some boundary a boundary crossing relationship Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I believe every single piece of evidence that I saw in your Mm -hmm. PowerPoint but I do feel pretty convinced that their relationship was beyond just friendship BFF ship what was the most convincing we've got daisies the vogue photo shoot real estate kiss gate and the jean jacket um I I honestly think it was like a combination of all of the vogue stuff mm-hmm. um the photo shoot being one but also the like what was it 73 questions 78 questions 73 questions 73 questions mm-hmm. and then the the bff interview which was that vogue too yes yeah that so was I, tied to the photo shoot they did together okay yeah i think that's probably the most convincing to me yeah so um putting this together healed something in me i think oh yeah yeah because I feel like I've been talking about this for so long to people and just like putting it all together in a very aesthetically pleasing format makes me feel like maybe now I can move on from it a little bit. (laughs) Maybe I can let her decide whether or not she wants to come out. Or whether she's just going to keep wearing gay-ass denim dusters and taking (laughs) girls out on dates. When she has said that her favorite word is divorcee. And she said that right around the time that Zoe Kravitz got divorced. But yeah, maybe I won't like be able to fully let this go. But maybe I'll be able to like let a piece of it go. Sure. I need to intentionally recurate my For You page. (laughs) But I'm really, telling you, go ahead. I really loved and appreciated the presentation. Thank you very much. It was very thoughtful. I, if, if she ever does explicitly come out, especially if she confirms anything about Carly, I will be insufferable. Yeah, I was wondering if you would want, like, all of us to line up so you can just slap us in the face one more time. I just, I, I want, I want a handwritten apology <laughs> from everyone, including my coworkers who are big Swifties. Uh-huh. I, I want, I want to 
I want to start the meeting at work the day after that all comes out. Let's see. Does anyone have something they'd like to say to me? <laughs> I want that for you. I, I would love that. So badly. If, I would if, love if she would come out. Yeah. And, you know, I think that if she is queer and if she were to come out, it would do a lot of good. And she doesn't owe anyone anything. No one owes anyone coming out. But do I think that, like, if she were to do it, that it would be beneficial for queer people as a whole? Queer people who have publicly supported her, bought her music, doesn't mean that she owes them anything, but she has said that she wants to advocate for us before. Mm -hmm. So if she is queer and wants to advocate for the queer community, that's one way that she could do it. Right. And, you know, I have my issues with Taylor. I have my beef with Taylor and her fans. Um, There's a lot of like problematic white lady shit that happens. But um, I hope that this is received in the spirit that it is given and it is not to out anyone it's not to pressure anyone it's not to just be salacious I think that Taylor has made some genuinely beautiful and devastating music that I think is about Carly Mm -hmm. and I find the idea that if that is the case that she has she feels the need to keep that a secret heartbreaking and I don't want anyone to feel like they have to bury their feelings mm. like that. So that's where I'm coming at it from. I'm not about to get teary-eyed on this podcast over Taylor Swift, but I, I, it really does feel like I, I don't like seeing people heartbroken. And I really feel right. like this woman went through something profound that we can't even begin to understand even like trying to like do all this research like I I cannot imagine you know even if it was even if all her songs were about some guy you know Mm. that's just like a lot to carry and be who she is right so right I think you have a nuanced and like healthy appreciation and I mean that and that you appreciate the things that she does well and the things that she does not well. Yeah. So yeah, um <laughs> that's my presentation on Kaylor. I will include this presentation in the show notes. We'll probably just embed it on our website. Um and I'll have links to other places you can look that do a deeper dive both into Kaler and into Gaylorism as a whole. If if you want to see like four part breakdowns about the Diana Agron relationship, you can find that. You can find people looking at like the weather report on the day that Diana and Taylor went to go see the Hunger Games movie. <laughs> and Taylor references the weather and everything has changed and yeah um (laughs) what I did here is it's amateur hour (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't feel amateur hour (laughs) it's amateur hour you know I I'm compiling a lot there's a lot of original analysis and also like deep dive analysis that I just don't have the time 
or energy or inclination for but yeah I think that's um, good putting us together was fun and like Canva Pro I'm into it (laughs) I I think I'm gonna keep it all right they've been locking down a lot of their features they have been they have been so Meg do you have any final words I just want to thank you for doing all this prep work and educating me you're welcome so um Until next time, air kisses.